Welcome to Feminine Hijinks, where we're here to reinvent the other side of 40 with sass, harass, and kicking ass. Whoop, whoop. I am Angie Bailey. And I'm Susie Schubert. On the agenda today, many women like ourselves find themselves having more freedom at our age. And what are you going to do with that? And how can you make more freedom? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Freedom! Freedom! Aretha Franklin. Yes, or Michael, George Michael. I was, that song is in my head, like every time we talked about this title, (laughs) and we went to go see Downton Abbey this weekend, and one of the pre, one of the previews was a movie called Last Christmas, and it's all George Michael music throughout the entire, that's the soundtrack is George Michael music, and of course they're like, freedom, and I'm like, (laughs) shit. Just as soon as that song. Earworm alert. I'm all ready for some nice London Philharmonic Downton Abbey music. And then here's (laughs) George Michael. Freedom. That's hilarious. (laughs) I know, I know. So, yes, I'm excited to talk about this. But really, now we're in the ladies' room, as we are every week. (sighs) We've improved the acoustics. And (laughs) we're out of the stalls. We're just, you know, sitting cross-legged on the floor. And uh, so I'm here to ask you, what's the poop, Suze? What's going on? What's happening in your world? What's the poop? Well, I tell you, I have to say how lucky I am to have the core man, my husband. Uh, I call him the core man. I, you know, I've called him that since almost since we met. My friend coined that phrase for him, and his name is Corey. But I can't call him Corey. It's mm-hmm. just like it sounds weird coming out of my mouth. He's always the core man. And he, I, we were talking about that the other day and he's like, yeah, it feels weird to hear you say Corey. Like if I introduce him to somebody or whatever. He's like, who's this Corey? I know. (laughs) And what I love about that is like all my friends now call him the core man. You know, it's just like the core man. How's the core man? Or what's the core man doing? It's just hilarious. Cute. So in case people are wondering what the heck a core man is, it's my husband. (laughs) (laughs) It's my husband. It's my husband. And it's and and it is always the the core man with a capital T. That's right. Get it right. So anyway, the core man is just the cutest. Like now that we have more freedom (laughs) as we are empty nesters, uh, he's been like setting up these little dates and he's kind of always done this, but he's like, I guess I'm in charge of the social calendar now. I'm like, all right, sounds good to me. <laughs> so he just like, he'll set up little, we'll be like, let's go get a beer at dangerous man tonight. And so we'll go. And all of a sudden, like there'll be friends waiting there for us that he's Aww. called and told them to meet us there. And then there'll be another surprise cause someone else will show up while we're there. And so all these people, he's just, basically you know been like hey meet us up at the brewery if you if you want to and so it's really fun and he always like keeps it a secret from me so it's a little surprise oh i just love how he does that i love how it's you know he always thinks ahead and it's like this little he knows that i love little surprises like that and that's very thoughtful i i hate i hate surprises i hate surprises You I would like it if a random friend showed up. No, I, I would be a little bit pissed at first, I think. I mean, and not like... Yes, even if it's someone you were, were so excited to see. Well, here's the thing. Part of... <laughs> well, I part of my anxiety that I've had my entire life is I like to know what to expect. And so in my mind, I'm expecting something to happen. And then if something else happens, it it literally 
messes with my mind. Kind of throws you off. Yeah. And then I can, I can get used to it. But initially, um, I remember one time in my first marriage, he was going to take me somewhere for Valentine's Day, but wouldn't tell me where. And I had a, a legit panic attack because oh, I, well, I needed to know yeah. where we were going so I could mentally prepare for it. So sure. I hate surprises, but um, I, but I, I I can see how it is a really sweet thing for someone to do that because <laughs> because he knows because he loves you. He knows that you like little surprises like that. So exactly. I think it's totally sweet. Well, I better not ever do that to you then. If I know you're somewhere, I won't just show up because then you'll be like, ah! <laughs> you might just get sucker punched. It's my best friend. Okay, hi. Go. Hi, hi. Sorry. I just shit my pants. I have to go to the ladies' room. So funny. <laughs> but, well, yeah, one so. of the great things, too, about the other night is that my dear friend Robbie and his wife Linda were there. Mm-hmm. And I know you've heard me mention Robbie. I've met um, him. Yeah, well, on Pause Rewind, when we did that podcast, he's like one of the token males, Mm -hmm. other than our husbands, that listen to our podcast. And I had mentioned Hayden, too, my old boyfriend, but I don't know if he listens to the podcast because his wife listens to it and he's just kind of on there Mm -hmm. or whatever. But Robbie has been totally into uh, our Pause Rewind podcast. But it's so hilarious because I think there's a part of him that's kind of afraid of this new podcast (laughs) because he's like... First of all, he goes, I have to say, I love it when you warn me. You always warn me. You're always like, Robbie, here comes something, you know, about lady problems or something. (laughs) And so he can like steal himself and get me because he specifically said, you know, I got a bone to pick with you. You did not warn me about the vaginal plug. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's a great soundbite. When we... You did not specifically call me out and say, Robbie, we are now going to talk about the vaginal plug. <laughs> and that just made me laugh so hard. That's I, hilarious. Well, Robbie, just so you know, the fact that this podcast is called Feminine Hijinks, that's just an overall warning that mm-hmm. we are going to be talking about boobs, you know, clots. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so when, now, just consider this that you've signed a waiver. All right. <laughs> You're like gonna be okay with any of it. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh my god, he's just so funny. Did I ever tell you that he came over once? Uh, he and his wife came over for a barbecue, and he made me a mixtape. Oh no! Back when we did the pause rewind, he like put together all these crazy songs from the '70s and '80s, hoping, you know, wondering if I'd heard of them. And it's funny, like he kind of was testing me to see my knowledge on random '70s to '80s. Music now. Unfortunately, it wasn't an actual cassette tape. It was a playlist, right. but he called it a mixtape, and I just thought that was the cutest thing ever. That's adorable. So, I love he's that. He's a big fan, and we love that. We love the token males that can hang with us, and that's right. You know, say vagina and not run away screaming. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just a lady part. You know, who cares? Who cares? All of our parts are beautiful. Uh, they are well. <laughs> Yeah, they are. <laughs> there's, there's, hey, there's, no, they're all functional. You know, we were talking about last week when we, um, when we launched the new show, this, this show, and how we were likening it to birthing baby, and like 
We were yeah. like planning, oh, okay, now it's going to be moving down the birth canal on the final week of promotion. And here, here's, now it's crowning. And hopefully, here's the mucus plug. The mucus plug has left the has, building. The mucus plug has left the building. And now I have to like bear down for my episiotomy. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that I, I made the core man look at my mucus plug? Yes, I think you did. And but I, we had a similar thing where we were like, oh my gosh, is this really is happening? Yeah. Is this a mucus plug or what is yes. it? I don't understand. Like, and then I made him, when my water broke, I, you know, I had a little mini pad on and I made him smell it. Because <laughs> I had read that when your water breaks, it smells like bleach. Uh-huh. And I wasn't, it didn't come out in a whoosh. It was just like a little, little <laughs> so I was like, is that is that what I think it is? And so I ran over to him and I'm like, smell this. <laughs> smell like please. <laughs> so, oh God, I love it. I love uh, it. Well, I don't know. Are you around have you like in your life that are the men in your life queasy about like women uh, like subjects or topics or that kind of stuff? Um, you know, Chris in general, my my husband is like he doesn't like subjects about blood and body fluids so much. Like he gets really queasy, especially with oh, the blood. Poor guy. He must be sick all the time when he listens to it. Oh God. He's like it comes out of nowhere. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe he Maybe we need to warn him too. Maybe so. It's just an overall manly warning. Yeah. A, a gentleman's warning. <laughs> I just think it's so funny how so many men are just like they run screaming if you mention a period or something. Right. And you gotta wonder, like where does that come from? Because if if you're if you've had had a mother or women in your life that really yeah. just made you not made you but helped you understand that these are just natural things, you know, just like yeah. the, then that's a healthy thing. So there's well, something there that makes them think it's makes them squeamish. Yeah, yeah, and I do think you know it's the time period too because I'm sure like now probably you two are more open about these subjects with your kids. Oh, like yeah. Sullivan, I'd be like, of course I wouldn't have him in the bathroom with me, but I'd be like, Sullivan, go grab me a tampon, you know, mm-hmm. and I would talk to him about stuff um, because I just wanted him to be that that kid in school, junior high, high school, that wouldn't like, oh my God, I found out this girl at her period and like right. make a big deal out of it. It's just a part of everyday life, you know? Totally. Yeah, totally. So, so yeah, I do think you're right. Things have changed for sure. And like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine like Chris's dad, you know, being, because that, that generation is just like, exactly. they just don't talk about stuff like that. So yeah, <laughs> no, that makes total sense. Total sense. So yeah, so this is a warning for, for men of a certain age. <laughs> <laughs> or my son, if he listened to this, just could be like, ew, I don't want to hear this, all this crazy stuff about my mom. <laughs> my mom's not a real lady. She just, oh my God. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. <laughs> But that is good. That is good. I love that. So that yeah, that's that's my poop. What's your poop, girl? My poop. Uh well, okay, so I have been having these heart issues. Okay, now this is not gonna be a downer story, I I'm, promise. Oh my god, that's so sad. Like it's so sad. <laughs> vaginal plugs to heart issues. I know, but it's not even like that. Okay, so I, I said it bad, I have anxiety, blah blah blah. And I've noticed yeah, yeah. over the years, like um I just have gotten used to having like a really fast heartbeat. You know, and I and it sounds it feels like a bird or it feels like something's gonna like come out like some alien's gonna come out of, out of my chest. It's just like I, I think it's because you're looking at me. 
It is. And your heart is just racing for it's me. It's racing. I've got those little heart cartoon eyeballs. <laughs> no, but um, so anyway, so it got to be like, okay, so it, it got bad the day I was at your place. <laughs> yeah, see? see? <laughs> There's a common factor here. But the day I was at your place, because I don't drink a lot of coffee really, so I had a little bit of coffee that morning. And then when we were out to the cafe, I had a little bit of coffee. And that was like at, I don't know, like 10 in the morning. And then at 3 in the afternoon, my heart starts racing. And it's like 116 Ugh. beats per minute. And I'm like, what the shit? Do I need to call the ambulance? What right? The, uh. So, um, so yeah. So then I had talked to this nurse. And she's like, well, keep track of it for a couple weeks. So I got my little blood pressure cuff. And, and I become oh. so easily obsessed with this shit. Like, if I'm supposed to be watching something and measuring something i'm like 10 times a day okay now what is it now what is it now what is it and chris is like just do it twice a day like they told you because he's like your worry about your anxiety only gets worse when you keep yeah measuring it raise your heartbeat and raise your blood pressure so it's like that vicious cycle i know so yeah so so i ended up going to a nurse and um it and and got some medication for to lower my uh my heart rate my pulse and it turns out nothing is like wrong with my organ (laughs) (laughs) my heart organ it's just like it's an anxiety thing and um and so anyway so it's all under control now and it's fine but what's so weird is that i'm i've been so used to hearing my heart pound all the time that now i'm like am i a corpse am i even alive (laughs) Am I a zombie? Am I a zombie? Like I can sit here and like the first, after it's ready to take effect, like I would sit there and I would try to feel my, I try to listen for it. And I'm like, oh my God, am I dead? Why don't oh, I know? can't I? Now you're going to feel... be obsessing about where's my heartbeat? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'll be like, okay, is this, is this, am I on the other side now? Is this like the dead me, like watching the oh live God. me? Like, yeah. like a Black Mirror episode. Um, seriously, seriously. Oh, wow. So I, I tend to have obsessions about things like that, hence the anxiety. And so I think I've got the hard stuff. I and mean, I meditate every morning. I, I really do the things that I'm supposed to do. But so, yeah. So what's new with me is that I'm questioning if I'm alive or dead some days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, overall, though, you must feel so much better. I mean, mm-hmm. is it just amazing, like the difference mm-hmm. in how you're feeling since I mean, that's not a minor thing. But no. in the grand scheme of things, you know, since you got that one thing under mm-hmm. control, are you just feeling sense. better all over? Yeah, I am. Because I, t- I used to have like legit panic attacks, like, yeah, on the regular. And, um, and now it seems like, if I just get a little tiny bit anxious, it's like my heart takes it and like takes off with it. And it's like, well, I know you're excited about watching Orange is the New Black tonight, but you're going to get really excited about it. <laughs> it's like little things like that. I can get like excited about something, but then my heart just like takes it to a new level. But it doesn't anymore now that now that I'm medicated. <laughs> Yay, medication. <laughs> Thanks to the power of modern medicine. Well, you know, I love that you shared that because there could be listeners out there that have maybe had the same problem Mm -hmm. and, you know, because that's something I never would think of. Yeah, totally. And I think with, um, like, you know, we're going to talk about freedom today. When I left my first marriage a few years ago, 
like since then, I feel like that, you know, there's, there are kind of new anxieties and there were at first because mm -hmm. I'd never lived on my own before. And for me, that was really one of my very first freedoms in general was just me and, and my cat Cosmo living by ourselves. But then it also meant, oh, I'm responsible for, you know, paying my own bills. I'm responsible for go going grocery shopping. I'm responsible for, you know, and my kids are both adults, but still I was in a, mom role with that and so well, yeah yeah so it's just this ongoing i don't know i've always just been a little bit of a mess but it's as time progresses i'm learning how to better manage it so that you know i'm not as much of a, a freak as i used to be and i mean freak in the most lovely way <laughs> i was gonna say wait a minute i happen to love that freak i'm a super freak super freak i'm a super freak but i got lots of love for you <laughs> Your heart just races. It does. It does. So, yeah. So that's that. I love it. Well, I love that we're going to talk about the whole, uh, you know, 40 plus whatevs when you're like feeling footloose and fancy fucking free. That's right. Because, you know, well, it is interesting that you say that because it can be a loaded thing. Like freedom is a wonderful thing in so many ways, uh, but it can also be like, whoa, the, the, the world is my oyster. And then at the same time, you're like, the world's my oyster. <laughs> what do I do? Like right. it, it can be really overwhelming. But I think that's one of the things that I love focusing on when you talk about the whole, whether you're a woman or a man, getting older, getting to the autumn years or whatever, mm -hmm. It can be really depressing because you're looking, obviously, you're more on that s second half of your life. And it can be a little sad. But trying to focus instead where, okay, but actually, this is this should be the best part of my life because mm -hmm. now I have these freedoms. And even if your kids are still at home, I mean, I know for me before they, you know, my, my son just left for college. And so we're new uh, empty nesters. So it's a different level of freedom. But even before then, when your kids get older, you know, I, th I feel like it's the universe's way of preparing you because mm -hmm. they're gone more and more. Yes. Um, they're, they're much more independent. So it kind of like gets you used to that feeling. So by the time they leave, you're already like, okay, you know, mm -hmm. not that it isn't weird that all of a sudden you don't have that little being in your house anymore, mm -hmm. but it, you know, you're just kind of more prepared for that freedom. So yes. I think it's such a good thing to sit and think, okay, now that I have this freedom in my life, what am I going to do with it? Right. And it is overwhelming at some point, like you say, because I, you and I both have said this before, we love doing lots of different things. And so, you know, when you start thinking about, oh, I love doing this and this and this and this and this, and all of a sudden it becomes almost like overwhelming. Like, well, am I going to make a wrong decision or, you know, so it's exciting. And also it can be a little bit overwhelming, but you know, I think once we sit down and think about it, like, why not try everything? Why not? Right. Screw that. Like, I don't have to decide that I'm going to learn how to crochet. I don't have to decide that I'm going to, you know, start writing a children's book or whatever. I can try a little bit of all of it. I can ha I can be at the buffet of my prime of my life. <laughs> and I, I and I can go through the line. I then I can get a clean plate and go through it again, right? That's right. That's right. You know, and that's one of those things too that I have to remind myself all the time that everything we do is just like a chapter. Mm -hmm. And just because you've reached this age, it doesn't mean oh the book is just pretty much almost done. 
whatever you choose to do, even at this age, doesn't mean you can't change your mind in a month. Nothing is forever. Right. You know, everything, all your experiences are just like, but now you're coming at them with like much more wisdom, mm -hmm. with much more idea of who you are and what you love and what you're passionate about. I love this. Um, I found this quote about, you know, women on the other side of 40. Um, her, this woman's name is Gail Sheehy, and she is uh, an author of something called Passages, mm -hmm. uh, and founder of Seasoned Women's Network. Seasoned. Um, I love I that. Know, I know. I, I, and this is what she says. A seasoned woman is spicy. Mm, that's right. <laughs> she is, I know. I love it. She has been marinated in life experience. I don't know how I feel about that sentence. <laughs> I, she is at the peak of her influence and power. She is committed to living fully and passionately in the second half of her life, despite failures and false starts. Well, Gail knows what she's talking about. That's that's very good. I that she, but yeah, the idea of being marinated is a little. Yeah, that can get like it can get a little interesting. Maybe a little bit of a kink there. I'm kind of one of those weird people that have never liked the whole. Uh, I, I don't know, calling somebody delicious it kind of makes me feel like I want to take a shower. So it does kind of remind me of like, like delicious. Like panties. What? Panties, like, yeah. Panties. It just kind of makes you go, ew, ew, that guy is delicious. Like, ew. I or, like to marinate in his panties. Have a, have a delicious life. I mean, I apologize if someone else loves that phrase or they use that phrase, but I just, for some reason, it always, like, I don't know, maybe I watch too many, like, horror movies with zombies because it just makes me think of people eating people. <laughs> Oh gosh, I love that. And I, I but I what I love okay, I love the the idea of marinating in life experiences because although it <laughs> It, you know, because you do, you do have a lot of experiences and you do have a lot of, um, uh, you've tried a lot of things, you've done a lot of things, you've worked at different jobs maybe, you realize that you don't have to deal with toxic relationships anymore or else you are dealing with that. And you're just like, screw that. I'm done yeah. marinating. I'm ready to get on the grill and make things happen. So I'm ready to sizzle. Sizzling on the grill. My ass is sizzle ready. And I'm gonna be so fucking delicious. That's right. <laughs> Step on up. <laughs> I want an end piece. Oh God, I want the butt. <laughs> I want the butt. Oh man, but Lord. yeah. So I I do. And what's okay? So Chris and I live in a one bedroom apartment downtown, and the reason why is because of freedom. So. We're, we're city folks, you know, and he works downtown and I work at home and we love to go to clubs and go out to eat and do things like that. And we live like right by the light rail and on bus lines and all that other stuff. So we ended up selling our car because we don't need it. We're like paying mega dollars to keep it parked in this mm -hmm. ramp downtown when maybe we would use it once a week to go to Trader Joe's, which is three blocks from our house. <laughs> and we have a little wagon that we just walk down there and we like load up on all of our Trader Joe's paraphernalia and walk on back. I mean, of course, if it's raining, 
we can Uber. Yeah. I mean, there's just all these, the freedom to be able to get places in different ways without having, and we're saving hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars not having that car. So exactly. we found, and I don't know if I had my kids and they were little, this might not be the ideal place to live because we don't have a yard space or whatever. Right. But, you know, I, I do really, really, really love the freedom. And that's the reason why we moved here. Well, what's funny about that, too, is like not having a car sparks off my anxiety because I'm the kind of person that like I want to feel that I can jump in my car and escape Mm -hmm. anytime I need to. So, you know, we all have our different things that we don't want to deal with. Mm -hmm. So that would actually not feel like freedom to me. That would feel like uh, what's the opposite? I don't know. Yeah. It's not like it chains you down, but I just feel like constricted. Yeah. It just makes me anxious. Mm -hmm. So obviously we all have a different idea of what our freedom looks like. Right. My freedom is having a car and being able to go and do things that I want to do, even though you're right. Like I definitely, since I've been living in the city, I take more lifts and things like that. And I like having that option, but I still like having that car that I know I can just jump in and go do stuff. Plus I hate driving. I just yeah. don't like it. And that's another one of my, this is like a show about anxiety and freedom at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I like, I get anxious when I drive and even oh. like we belong to a car uh, share thing or pay monthly fee. It's like a zip car kind of thing where then you can reserve the car and it's like right in our building. Yeah. Ramp. That's awesome to have that option. It is. So we can go to Target and we can load up on all our Target paraphernalia. My second home. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, we bring it home and, you know, we, we paid not that much to, to use it. So, um, and to me that's freedom because it's like, okay, cool. So we need to go to, um, whatever we're going to go get your haircut. So then we're like, okay, so is it going to be less to go this way, this way, how much walking? And Chris and I love analyzing details of shit will like totally analyze something right into the ground and so not the whiteboard getting out the white i'm telling you the whiteboard we take the zip car today let's get out the whiteboard i know and then we can do the math and we can say okay so we're saving 50 cents if we take the zip car <laughs> and then you don't go get to where you're going because you have to rush and in, into the room bedroom and have sex real quick because you're so turned on from that whiteboard i know the whiteboard is definitely an aphrodisiac i'm not gonna lie I like a man who likes details. And you like a man with a good wipeable mar- marker. Yes, yes, with the race and knows how to use it. Yes, and even better if he has that little spray solution to clean the oh. board afterwards. I know that's no. asking for a lot. I don't want to be greedy, but that I, is like oh. that's no. It. I like the ones, the markers with the special tip oh, that erase. <laughs> they have that erase. Well, we're going to talk about markers. I really like the smelly markers from our youth. Oh, yeah. Remember those? Those are the best. So a a man holding a blueberry smelly marker next to a whiteboard. I have to say. Now Chris knows what to do on your next anniversary. Absolutely. Wearing his assless chaps. Wearing his assless chaps and his ascot. And (laughs) that's the kind of. We won't see you guys for a week. That's the kind of surprise I like. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Maybe doesn't have to warn you. Okay, tonight I'm wearing my assless chaps. <laughs> or she might get anxious. <laughs> he might need to warn me that he's not wearing them because I'll have all these expectations of the assless chaps. Yeah, okay. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> oh my God. So, yeah, it's one of those interesting things that we talk about, you know, the free time because 
obviously, even though maybe our kids are older, we still, most of us, unless we're like royalty or something, or we still have to work. We still have to like, you know, have our responsibilities. So I think it's important too, to know that, okay, I have this new life yet. I still have things that I need to do in order to keep up the lifestyle I want to live. So it's also figuring out how to fit in the things that you're passionate about and you want to do and not just get in that. (laughs) She's raising her hand. Yes. You have something to say? (laughs) No, I'm just, I've turned into the ultimate Beavis now. So just keep going. You're just going to see me laughing and, you know, (laughs) (laughs) usually I pick up on that stuff. Oh yeah. No, but I was just going to say, um, now I lost my train of thought, but I just basically, thinking about making sure that you don't just get in that groove where you're like, okay, I'm still doing the same thing every day. I, now I don't have to take care of my kids anymore or, you know, mm-hmm. be so absorbed in what they're doing, but yet you're still not, you know, doing something for yourself. Don't mm-hmm. get so like caught in that wheel because now is the time, ladies and gents, to mm-hmm. like look at your life and go, okay, you know, I've always kind of wanted to start writing. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to start a journal or mm-hmm. maybe I'll start a blog mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever it is, like finding ways to fit that into your life, even in your busy schedules. It's so important. It is. It is. And, you know, Chris and I, we've only, well, we've been together over three years and married just a few, several months now. Hmm. We're newlyweds. And so we love to, we find that we just love to be together all the time. It's like we, we love each other's company so much, yet we also realize how healthy it is to do things on your own, too. But that's interesting because previously in life, I was always doing things on my own. Now I'm finding it's harder because I just want to spend time with him all the time. But then there's the freedom that I probably need to embrace more often of just, you know, doing some, doing my own thing. Dude, but, give it a few years. I know. I'm <laughs> telling you, well, I was married for 26 years pre-Chris, and I was always doing stuff on my own, you know? Yeah, well, so, that's a different life. That's a whole different story. And I think, I mean, obviously... I, Because I'm still very in love with my husband, and we still totally enjoy our own lives, Mm -hmm. you know, doing things with our friends. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's definitely a way to have both. Yes, definitely. I want it all. And (laughs) And you shall have it all. Yes. I think we should get matching assless chaps, Chris and I. And that can be (laughs) our new hobby. (laughs) I don't know what that means about a hobby, but we'll find some hobby around the assless chaps well i don't know it's just making me think of that show that you were telling me about with the guys dressing up in those doll things i know i know that was our our episode last week i talked about on my strange addiction these men that dress up as rubber dolls and went out into the world or in the safety of their own home or whatever just that's how they were and so yeah so i i sent you the video this morning so you could actually see what i'm talking about I don't know why assless chaps made me think of that. I don't know. Something about, I think, pulling them on when they're tight. Yes. You would have to use some powder. <laughs> yeah. To get yourself in order. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. boy. I, I told my mom about the assless chaps because I thought it was so funny. And then her response is, well, aren't all chaps assless? And I'm like, stop it. That's not the point. It just sounds funny. Yeah, just saying chaps. Chaps is a chap is a funny word, isn't it? <laughs> Chapstick. Chapstick, chapped butt, chapped 
whatever, chapped hide. Chap my ass. Chap my ass. Assless chap. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> He's a fine assless chap. <laughs> oh, the poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christopher, I love you. So, anyway, so uh, what do we got going on um, next week? Or do we have well, a, a fun little ditty to do? Yeah, remember, before before we move on to our next topic of next week's podcast, I have to interject with our fun little uh, this or that. Our little book that we that I open up and, and randomly find a very important choice that Angie needs to make. So here's my book. You can hear it. It's actually called Pick One Questions, and it's 3,000 of them. So we'll have a lot to talk about for yes, 3,000 episodes. Oh, I'm okay. nervous because this is going to be a surprise. Oh, God, you're right. Oh, my God. Let me, <laughs> go, let me go take my lorazepam. Hang on. <laughs> you can prepare. Yeah. Okay, are you ready? I I'm found ready. one. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Mr. Potato Head or Buzz Lightyear? <laughs> she was just taking a drink of water. You about spilled that? Spat it all over your mic. Oh my gosh! Um, very important, folks. Very um, important. Mr. Potato Head or Buzz Lightyear? Oh, Mr. Potato Head for sure, because oh. he's just quirky and and he's just and you can rearrange his features. You know, if you decide, I don't like that nose right there, I'm going to put an eyeball right there. And it's just, he's just much more entertaining. He'd be much more fun to go on a date with, I think, because, <laughs> and if you got tired of talking to him and he was like such being a total jerk, he could just take his mouth out. <laughs> and of course, the first thing I think of is putting his nose in his ass. Oh my God. <laughs> Is there a hole back there? Probably not. And it was probably too G-rated for them to put a hole in oh Mr. Potato Head's butt. I thought you were just going to asking me if there a hole in your ass. Yes, Susie, there's a hole <laughs> in your ass. Oh, really? So that's where the poop comes out? That's where the poop comes out. And <laughs> Mr. Potato Head, he just, he, he poops out tater tots. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. I don't know. tots. That's right. So you think of Mr. Potato Head as the toy versus like, the character in the Toy Story movie, or would you still pick Mr. Potato Head from the Toy Story movie? Well, so you're saying this, so you're making up rules around this? <laughs> I just want to get, I just want to get your answer clear in every like different uh, yeah. context. Well, I think Mr. Potato Head is more entertaining. If I were alone on a desert island, I'd rather have a Mr. Potato Head than a Buzz Lightyear toy. Um, oh, I would. I just think, he, and, and I just like quirky fellas. I Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear's like the the football player in high school. He's like Mr. Tough Guy, and Mr. Potato Head's like the guy that I was in drama club with. So yeah, <laughs> it's so like serious. Ducky and Ducky and Blaine. Like Mr. Potato Head is Ducky. <laughs> That's what that, so. There's my answer. I'm sticking to it. Oh my you? God, I love that so much. And <laughs> I love your argument because my first thought was Buzz Lightyear. Why? And I usually like the quirky guy too. I don't know. There's something like hot about Buzz Lightyear and <laughs> his like, you know, he's got such like, he's so sure of himself. He is, but you know. He, he just like puts out those, I don't know, they're not wings or whatever. What is? What are those? I don't know. His thrusters? His thrusters. 
He gets all thrusty on the desert like, island. Push of one button and his thrusters are out. And he's ready to go to infinity and beyond. I want to go to infinity and beyond with Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, well, I can see that too. But but will he make you laugh? Will, I think, well, I do will laugh he give at you a foot rub? But I think the problem with that is I probably kind of laugh at him instead of laughing with him. Because he is always so serious and the little faces he makes with his eyebrows going up and down. Uh huh. Right, right, right. Oh my God, that's hilarious. I have to say, when, when I took my kids to see um, Toy Story 2, and Ben, my youngest, was just a toddler, right? And he collected all the little action figures, right? Oh, yeah. And he was so serious about it. And he couldn't say Toy Story, so he, would, he called it Woody Buzz. He goes, I want to go see Woody Buzz. Woody Buzz. And then he, when we went to the movie, he had all the little action figures. Like, there must have been six of them clutched in his little hand. And, oh he, God, and so he so sat cute. through the whole movie with his little action figures all clutched together in a little ball in his hand. It was so cute. Like, that's... I, I loved... I love those movies anyway. But it was such a sweet time for Ben um, during that time because he just loved Woody Buzz so much. It was so cute. Woody Buzz. That is so cute. And the the wood, remember the Woody that you could pull a string and he'd say, there's a snake in my boots. (laughs) (laughs) That is so hilarious. So did you like Woody or Buzz better in the movie? Well, Woody would probably have the assless chaps. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he did. And little Bo Peep knew all about those. Wait, was Bo Peep with Buzz Lightyear? I don't don't remember. remember. There's a snake in my chaps. (laughs) Or in my thrusters. (laughs) Thrusters. Oh, gosh. That is super duper funny. Anyway, so, yes. Well, thanks for that. That was a fun one to talk about. I'm glad that that was a random. That didn't scare me at all. Oh, good. I'm so glad. I would hate to scare you. I'd hate to be responsible. It's exposure therapy. So every week when you do it, it'll just get easier and easier. (laughs) And now on your medication, I won't make your heart race as much, which is a little sad, but, That's you know. That's all right. I'll tell you it's racing just to make you feel good. Okay, good. All right, so what's, what's <laughs> happening next week? Well, next week, we are going to talk about the joys. You're not seeing me, but I'm putting up air quotes. Joys of bra shopping. Oh, yeah. It's all about the boobs, the yeah. ladies, the yes. ta-ta. The girls girls because you know this is a we've obviously lived with them all our lives as women and they can be a source of all sorts of (laughs) fun annoyance a little of everything you know everything yes so of course on a show called feminine hijinks we have to talk about the boobies we do exactly and we've bra shopping thing and what a pain in the ass I know, and I even remember my first experience buying a bra, and um, I'm just going to share, I'll share it again next week, but just the one thing that I remember is I, I was nine years old because I got, you know, I developed at an early age, and so <laughs> we were in the middle of some store, probably was Kmart, and, and my mom was making me try on a bra over my shirt. Oh, Lord. In the middle of the Kmart. Yes. I was absolutely horrified. Horrified. Because (laughs) one of my sauce was funny from school. 
you know, I would never live that down. So yes, so that's probably where some of my anxiety comes from. It could be, but you know what? What popped into my head? I almost said what flopped into my head. <laughs> it was my tit. <laughs> was the thought of like it's a superhero costume? It is. It is. <laughs> well, our our. Our breasts are really part of a superhero getup because we can keep a little baby alive with those breasts. That's a superhero. That's a that's definitely a superpower. It is definitely. So, and of course, when I heard you say "baby alive," that made me think oh of a God. whole different. My speaking of my mom, she never would let me have that shit because she's like, "That's gross. That baby poops in these diapers. You're not gonna get that." She just well, thought it, it was like disgusting. It's a horror film. Baby uh-huh. Alive. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Baby Alive marries Chucky. <laughs> I always knew Chucky was extra creepy. Super duper creepy. Oh, God. But anyway, so you'll have to come back next week and, uh, and talk about the joys of bra shopping and all about our little boobs. So thank you for tuning in and we're hoping that you're enjoying this podcast we're coming yes. at you every monday folks every single monday you can find a new episode of pa- oh, sorry feminine hijinks <laughs> i'm still stuck on our Old last habit. podcast i know pause hijinks feminine Hi- feminine hijinks on um, feminine hijinks podcast.com and then you can also download and listen on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. And you can, uh, there's links to all of that on our website. And our website is pretty damn cute. Christopher designed it. And uh, there's some cute pictures of us and a little video and things like that. So you can learn more about learn more about us. And because uh, that, that's, of course, the most important thing in your life is learning yeah, more about uh, us. So. And we want you to join us. Mm-hmm. So make sure and comment on stuff because we'd love to get to know you. And we yes. would love to find out uh, what your choice would be. Would it be, I forget now. Mr. Potato oh, Mr. Head. Mr. Potato Head <laughs> or Buzz Lightyear. And why? And why? Pray tell. Inquiring minds want to know. That's right. That's right. So, anywho, we will see you next week. And uh, thanks for stopping by. Yes. Love and other indoor sports. XOXO. Bye. Bye. Bye.